This is the Out of Time Film Podcast, where your hosts, Tom and John, discuss everything from blockbuster films to TV and games like there's no tomorrow. Welcome to the Out of Time Film Podcast. My name is Tom, and as always, I'm joined with my co-host John. And this week, we're talking about Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. Ooh, yeah. So here's the funny thing: me and Tom, we watched The Lower Mermaid, and then we watched Transformers. We did a double bill. Now, usually, when we do these double bills, we would get some rest after we watched a first film. Like, for example, we would just get food. Now. We only had an hour to like fully digest Little Mermaid. And then we got into the cinema to see Transformers. And the cinema was just boiling hot. It was just so... Uh, we, we tried our best to pay attention on the film. We just lost <laughs> our interest. We just watched another film. So it can be a bit exhausting when you're watching a film because you've just been sitting down for like six hours and you're just like, I, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, we I mean, we could have gone for a walk, could have had a bit, you know, a bit of a stretch, get some of the fresh air. But no, we decided we're going to, after Little Mermaid, we'll sit in the cinema, wait for the next one, then we'll watch the next one. And <laughs> we, just, just, by just, the just, <laughs> we were destroyed. We just, just, it's just funny that we got into this film just, tired and bothered mm. we're just like oh no it's it's pete davidson pete davidson's <laughs> in this film he did it again oh, he did it he's again. everything he really he's does in everything yeah he's just he... like like you know we talked about fast x recently and it's like bam pete davidson <laughs> you know like we did bodies 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 and there he is again and it's like you know and in this it's like oh mirage is a character and you know when i got home i looked at the cast and i was like oh pete davidson again <laughs> he just keeps on showing up i see so many like news reports where it's like and pete davidson's been cast in this movie and that movie it's like damn I wonder who his agent is, because they are getting him so many roles. They're giving him bank. He knows how to get in films. Yes. Okay, so full spoilers ahead. Briefly explain the plot for those who don't know. Optimus Prime and the Autobots take on the biggest challenge yet. When a new threat capable of destroying the entire planet emerges, they must team up with the powerful faction of Transformers known as the Maximals to save Earth. Lovely. I just want to point out, I just googled it. Pete Davidson was in Guardians 3 as well. Wait, what? Yeah. No. No! I can't escape it! I can't... Oh my god. And he was in the Suicide Squad. And I'm really getting away from myself here, but I'm just thinking of all the times that Pete Davidson is in everything. Oh my god. Imagine he was in Spider-Verse. You know what? That wouldn't surprise me, honestly. Like the amount of people who are in that movie. He's probably in the background playing some sort of really obscure spider. Known as... He Davidson Spider. No, no. Uh, no, that's his secret identity and his hero identity. It's just Pete Davidson. It's just Pete Davidson. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, right, okay, okay. Um, Pete Davidson about, oh, aside, yeah. Transformers. Ah, yes. Transformers. Um, what did you think? Um, as we said before, we were tired and bothered. Now, yes, this is entirely different from the Michael Bay films, which is pretty good. If you watch the entire Michael Bay film series, it is just insane. He loves explosions. It's just a fact. He he loves to create chaos and insane story that I won't understand until this day. I respect the guy. He's crazy. But at the same time, you know, there's definitely a charm to it. And a headache that comes with it. I swear, like, this movie was only, I think, like, two hours and five minutes, you know? Like, not bad at all. But the other Transformers movies, man, they're long. 
Like he's pushing oh, on three hours. The dark remember, side of the moon. Yeah, the dark side of the moon. Yeah. So so long. I think when that movie came out, I want to say it was like 2011 or something. But yeah. I remember seeing it and you know like just having such a headache when I left the cinema. And actually, <laughs> after the cinema, it was your birthday party, John. It was a Doctor Who themed one. So like this oh. was like when Transformers was at the oh, cinema. Oh, you watched It must that. have been 2011 or something. Yeah, and I just come back from seeing Transformers, and I had I the think... biggest headache ever. And then we were like, "Hey, let's eat fish fingers and custard." And I was like, "This is this is a good idea. Imagine. Yes, this is going to be a cure for my headache. Not going to make it worse." Man, yeah. Okay, so this was just a mindless fun action film like there wasn't really anything story rich or anything mm. cool but at least we got optimus prime back again you know he's a pretty cool character you can't you know? go wrong with optimus prime he has kind of an arc in this one i guess I don't really know if they were going for like, oh yeah, his arc is that he learns to trust humans again, or maybe that his arc is that he learns to let Cybertron go, something like that, but he's there to be cool, he's there to say cool things and do cool fights and transform and all that, and they do do that. Yeah, and I'm just looking at the cast list now, it's kind of stacked. Ron Perlman was yes. Optimus Primal. Yes. Yo, yo. Yes. Yeah. Air Razor. And Peter oh, Dinklage Peter... was Scourge. That's and... incredible. Okay, I, I recognize yeah. Michelle Yeoh's voice. And so I was yeah. like, oh, that's cool. So like in the movie, I recognize that. But there's other people. Not a clue. I love to, that. And I love that be... Peter Cullen is still voicing Optimus Prime as ever. <laughs> Even though yeah. he may have had issues with how he was portrayed, he's still doing it because he's just the best at it. What I love about the film is that just like every single Transformers film, it opens with like a narration where they're like, for generations, we have been hiding on the planets. And there is this very specific piece of technology that Cybertron. we need and the whether it be the cube Cybertron. or like the seed or like the, the, the shard key. like the every single transformers movie has like a macguffin that they yeah. just like always they're like we got to get this and we're gonna go on a globe trotting adventure to find this specific thing and then like the decepticons are after it or i guess they're not decepticons in this but still like just a lot like is it what was it called again what they Triceptacons? were one... is that what you I just said know. yeah I, I don't know you know what at the time of recording this it's been two days since we've seen it i have forgotten everything <laughs> I have a couple of notes from when I left the cinema, but that's okay. not very helpful. One of it's my notes is, do they have fur? That's one of my notes. Fur. Do they have fur? Yeah, the animals. <laughs> do they have fur? It the seems that they have fur. Uh, the Maximals, that's right. Okay, that's a good question, actually. You know, you can <laughs> see that with Air Razor's character design, really. You can yeah, see like, does she have feathers? They don't look metal. They look just genuine feathers. Like, what? How does that work? Like, yeah, because you need aerodynamic... Oh my god, we can't talk about the physics here now because we've, we've been too <laughs> Do they have fur? It's a, we need to know. <laughs> oh Who cares god. about suspension of disbelief? This is important. It's, it's Transformers. Anyway, yeah. So the story was, again, as I just said earlier, it was just mindless. There was just these two characters, Noah and Elena, who somehow caught up a tangle of situations of finding the war key or something. And then Unicorn wants to eat Earth because he's hungry. For some reason, he likes to eat planets. And rocks as well. Rocks are a great source of vitamins. I eat one rock a day. It's, it's important. <laughs> yeah. And fun fact, Unicorn was actually teased at the end of the last Michael Bay Transformers film. Really? Yeah. Well, that's the only one I haven't seen. Damn. Well, 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 well. 
So I guess now let's say that the Michael Bay movies are canon because there, you know, some people are thinking that there's going to be a soft reboot or, or whatever. But they came in the '90s and then they came again in like 2017 or whatever. They appeared like they say, "This is my first time visiting Earth." But no, they were here the entire time. It can be a bit messy when you go in the timeline because you think, "Oh, there's more Transformers." Oh, you know what's going to make it less messy though? Crossing over with GI Joe. Oh my. God. Let's take a moment and let's just talk about the ending of this movie where um, we go from Noah's job interview to the guy being like, we need someone like you. Here's my business card. And Noah reads it and out loud he's like, G.I. Joe? And it's just like, yeah, we're going to do a Transformers G.I. Joe crossover. <laughs> and so they're making cute. a cinematic universe. Why? It's so out of place. When you watch the entire film, it's just like a mindless. These two characters trying to save the world. Optimus was like, no, Bumblebee. Yeah, Bumblebee wasn't really active that much in the film. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what? Bumblebee is introduced and then dies immediately. And it is just the... What a decision. Considering that the last movie of the franchise, the one that was the most critically successful, maybe even ever, Bumblebee, this is the one that everybody agrees is really, really great. And they just kill Bumblebee straight away. He was like, the lead of the last one. And, and you're like, nah, 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 get rid of him. He's not cool. He actually is. No. He's really cool. And yet we're following like Mirage, who I just found really annoying. Yeah, he was annoying at times. Like the dialogue, which is not it really. It was just... Please stop. I don't want to hear more of the dialogue. I know you're supposed to be like this bouncy, upbeat character. But then, out of nowhere, well, I mean, it was kind of hinting that he was going to save Noah. But what I didn't expect was to be like this hour up thing. Noah just gets this suit from Mirage and he's like Mega Man or something like that. He has this blaster in the <laughs> I don't know what happened at this point. We were just like, we don't care anymore. It's just like they're going for this Iron Man Robocop kind of vibe and you can still see his face and so it looks really jarring. And I'm just like, what is this? What why? Because I know that we so far we've just kind of been giving all of our criticisms, but to be positive I thought the action in this movie was pretty cool. Definitely not quite the big bombastic action of Michael Bay. It doesn't have the same weight, but it still has merit in its own right. And a lot of the action, especially some of the earlier stuff, I think really, yeah. really works. But I don't know why they felt the need to have Noah fighting. I know that a lot of people criticize the human characters in the Transformers movies and that they take away too much time from the actual Transformers themselves. And I would say that the solution to that isn't to make the human also a Transformer. Like, that is just a ridiculous idea. Yeah, as you said, the action was pretty good in some cases. Like, the fight against Scourge and Optimus at the end, I thought that was pretty cool. But then, Duran arcs, like, Elena. I mean, it, it's there. The character arc is there, but there wasn't really emotional weight to it. Like, anything. Like, they go, oh, we found the code. Oh, now I can do this. Oh, great. Yeah, I feel like both of those characters are about proving their worth. Whether it's Noah who doesn't have a job, but also has a lot of skills and is really disregarded by everyone. And then, you know, Elena, who is really skilled with like historical artifacts and stuff like that and just has to be like an intern. And yet I feel like the characters never really bond over that. And yet they both have their opportunity to prove themselves when, when Elena puts in the key and when Noah helps to defeat Scourge. But I'm just kind of thinking to myself, 
why just <laughs> why still even though they're clearly trying to give the actual transformers more of the spotlight do they all still feel so hollow and so flat it's definitely not quite as generic as the previous films in the franchise, but also it loses a lot of the charm of Bumblebee, I would say. Yeah, there wasn't a flair in the film, like something that really didn't attract me. I wish there was something. There's an idea of this conflict with Noah and Optimus, when Noah wants to destroy the warp key and is like, I want to protect Earth, whereas the Autobots need it to get home. And there's a couple of moments where I think it really works and you're building this tension, but that tension never really amounts to anything. And at the end, Prime is like, yeah, destroy it, destroy the warp key. And it's like, well, when did you make the decision that you were okay with never seeing Cybertron again? Your whole character was, oh, I feel really bad because I got stranded here. And then that's it. Huh? Yeah. And I don't know why we haven't got much time with the Maximals. It was a pretty cool concept, but the one thing that really annoyed me was that we didn't get to see more of their battle mode or something uh, that they transformed yeah, into. Yeah, they like, literally transform once. Yeah, like Optimus Primal, he has this really cool transformation. I thought, do they have other transformations? But no, they just decided to keep it in the third act. It was just very, very weird because I thought, you know, this is supposed to be on the rise of the beast. But no, it's just Optimus Prime just being angry at Scourge all the time. Yeah, it's better. Barely the rise of the beasts and more like the casual walk of the beasts. There's a really cool idea of Optimus Primal is inspired by Optimus Prime and the two of them have a lot in common with the way that they've both lost their homes and the way that they want to stand and fight but also have a lot of trauma behind them. The film doesn't really explore that. <laughs> So I do have an email here from Samuel Masson, and he says, Hello there, our time film pod. Rise of the Beast was very disappointing, and I know I shouldn't expect different because of how recent films have been in this franchise, but still, it was disappointing. The humour in this film rarely landed for me. Transformers has comedy throughout the franchise, but this one felt like it was really scraping the bottom of the barrel with the comedy, in my opinion. It just felt either forced or just too much. The other thing that really stood out to me was the lack of Michael Bay. Sure, whilst his films are often an explosion of noise, I felt that aspect suited the Transformers franchise, and the lack of it here let the film down. A lot. One positive I do take from this film is the track Till All Are One. The last minute of this song brings back the iconic Arrival to Earth score from the first film. After I heard it, it redeemed the film slightly, but not enough to change my mind. I feel I've been very critical of films lately, which is a shame, but hopefully that changes soon. Until next time, gentlemen, take care and thanks for the pod. Sam. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Sam. Yes, I kind of agree. We do miss some of Michael Bay's, you know, loud explosions every time. And you can hear the money go every time there's an explosion used. You just realize that, yes, this is Michael Bay. But this film is a lot nicer to watch without too much Michael Bay in your face. It's just like, it's quiet. You know, you don't have to be confused what's happening. I mean, take a look at the end of the uh, third film and you look at the battle. You're just like, I don't know what's happening, but this is just Michael Bay. And this one is a lot quieter and you don't get to see a lot explosions a lot of michael bay films become just noise in the third act especially the later transformers movies and i mm. kind of think he has two modes as a filmmaker there's one where it's just this kind of pornographic like a sexy almost fetishized view of a lot of ah, things yes. a lot of people clown on his view of the u.s army and the way that he presents all of that and i think that there's a lot of grandiosity to that it feels very similar to like Zack snyder and, and and the weight and the way that he presents power i think 
think all that is good, but I think that the, the other mode is that kind of turned up to 11 when it is just noise and it's just it is noise, just yeah. kind of uncomfortable to watch. And some of the stuff that's trying to be sexy in the first few Transformers movies is really distracting. And I think that, as you say, I think this movie kind of strikes a decent balance, although it may stray into nothingness a little bit. You know, some like they're kind yeah. of fighting a CGI army at the end and it's a bit like, oh, but I do think Sam brings up some good points. I mean, we already said, but I don't think the film is that funny. No, I couldn't find the funny. I was just like watching the entire film and I just felt like, is this supposed to be funny? And <laughs> I just felt so bored. I just couldn't really get in. Yeah, it tries to get into humorous stuff, but it just failed. Yeah, it feels like the early Transformers movies, like the first one. It, it feels like they're making they're making a movie there. They're making something that you know really has something to say. And I feel like even 2018's Bumblebee, they're like, we're making we're making cinema here. We don't have any ulterior motives. But then here they're like, yes, we're going to expand the universe and we're going to make something that's going to be marketable. And I know that Transformers is always made to sell toys, but this one there was a holiness to it. It wasn't necessarily bad, but I don't think it was necessarily that good either i could switch my mind off and enjoy it like at the end of the day i'm not like a diehard transformers fan and so therefore (laughs) i'm not pissed that it's a bad movie i'm just like yeah it was a bit boring there wasn't really much to it and so i agree with that i mean I didn't even notice that piece of music at the end. But when I was a kid, I used to love the first Transformers score. It used to always be in my head. And so I do wish that some of it was a bit more memorable, just like that. Like, I wish it wasn't so unremarkable. And there were things that I could point out and be like, that was awesome. Yeah. I mean, there there was some bits of epic stuff in there. But overall, it wasn't really exciting to watch. I remember I was watching the trailer. I was like, oh, this, this looks good. You know, this... The trailer was cool. Yeah, the trailer was cool. If anyone's seen that merged trailer between... Oh, my God. That Little Mermaid and the Transformers trailer as well. Now, that's the movie that I want to see. That is the biggest crossover that (laughs) I want to see. Fuck Barbenheimer. This is what I want to see. I I want to see Little Mermaid and Transformers together. Now, that's the crossover of the summer. Oh my god, I'm so excited for Oppenheimer and Barbie. Yeah. Like, oh my god, me too. I mean, so, that's it. Like, so at, the, at the end of the email, Sam says that it's been a lot of negative recently. And I think that there has been some disappointments lately. But if ever there were films that I have faith in, Barbie, Oppenheimer, Mission Impossible, we're about to get a slew of some really impressive films, you know, yeah. cinematically. I think that's really going to fill the hole that we feel in our souls. Yeah. I mean, hopefully, cinema can get back on its feet again. There's a lot of disappointment this year so far. And I just like, why do these films exist? It's just so bizarre. And I mean, you got a huge fan base over the Transformers films. And it's just like, why do these films exist? It's just so weird. They're doing it for the fans. They're They're doing it for the fans. They're going to make the the fans happy. Yes, the family. Imagine we get a Transformers and Fast and Furious crossover. There was an edit recently of Dominic Toretto meeting yeah. Yeah, Optimus Prime yeah, yeah, as yeah. like a theoretical post-credit scene to Fast X. That I would 100% see. I would love that. Oh my <laughs> that God. just seems Optimus like Prime be crazy. Saves, he saves Dom at the end, like in the oh, first. Oh yeah, <laughs> the cliffhanger for Fast X is solved yeah. by Optimus Prime. Now that's is unexpected. That is a cinema experience. Like you can hear everyone be like. How is Dom's going to be saved? And then you hear Optimus Prime going, Autobots, <laughs> <laughs> rolling. And then 
the whole cinema goes wild. This scene, like, yeah, it's him. It's (laughs) it's where the multiverse is going, right? Like, I'm hearing reports literally today about like, oh, they're bringing back Jennifer Garner's Electra for Deadpool three, and it's like, Uh... we need to we need to make these crossovers exciting again. Let's cross over Transformers and Fast and Furious. We we need that in our lives. Yeah, yeah, it's getting to the point where it's just getting crazy these films <sighs> absolutely yeah get, getting a bit bo- bit boring right now like i don't know why they keep going to sequels and sequels so much of the film is just like the bare minimum and it's just like yeah we've got characters with somewhat character arcs and we've got the cool action and the film looks pretty good just in general stephen capel jr directed this and he directed creed 2 i think that you know his direction really works again it's not quite as good as michael bay's but at the same time it's not quite the same and I think, yeah, I think the film does work visually. There's a lot of nice practical effects and the CGI looks awesome. And as you say, the action was cool. Like <laughs> when Bumblebee returns at the end, because the, the plot decides that it's time for Bumblebee to return. Like it was, it, he's back. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's like, oh, it's, it's Energon or whatever. Admittedly, it does look cool and all that. I think, yeah, just the main thing is that the movie was just mindless. It was just, you know, a fun time. And I feel like, you know, we're being so critical. But at the end of the day, it was just fine. You know, it wasn't, it just wasn't great, but it was still like, it it wasn't terrible. It wasn't bad, but it was, it was fine. It's so much better than the rest of Michael Bay films. Like this one, I just sit through it and like be like, yes, there is something in it, but it is mindless. I have to watch Bumblebee. Yeah, I think Bumblebee still holds the... It's either the first Transformers or Bumblebee as the best ones. I think all the other Transformers movies have more memorable stuff than this one. Again, I haven't seen The Last Night, so I, I can't speak on that. But <laughs> You've seen th- you seen the scene with Anthony Hopkins, just like, <laughs> he's just lost. Just looking around, and, and then, then just... He gets killed off by one of the villains in the film, I forgot the name. Yeah. Isn't it, it Megatron? Just... Isn't it just Megatron just, like, behind him, just shoots him? And then he's just, like, so confused, he doesn't know where to look. He's like, huh? Yeah, I tell you what, there was actually a really nice death at the beginning of this, with, like, Primal's dad or something, where he gets, like, ripped in half by Scourge, and then blown a hole through him. I yeah. thought that was actually really cool. There's a lot of moments where I think, yeah, if we went a bit further with this concept, they could have yeah. done something really great. I wish there was more of a proper story in this. Like, there is a story in this, but I just don't feel really immersed or taken into it. Again, this is Transformers. Again, you know, this is a pretty difficult something to tackle with, you know, with the story and the characters. Because there's so many Transformers and you just feel like, I don't know how to deal with this. Yeah, I feel like the the, the thing that I'm going to remember from this movie is the ending with G.I. Joe setting up this cinematic universe, which is going to be, who knows, the Hasbro cinematic universe, I guess. It's official, everyone. Yay. (laughs) They're doing it. (laughs) Ooh. What else is in the Hasbro universe? Uno? Uno? Is Uno in the Hasbro? Uno's not Hasbro, is it? Is it? I will now Google Hasbro properties. That would be a funny film about... Oh my God, Hasbro owns Cluedo. Everyone, get ready for a Cluedo movie. Oh my god. With Transformers. Uh, Hasbro also owns Dungeons & Dragons, is that true? Is that something that they own? I guess so. Oh. Uh, They own Monopoly? Okay, okay, I've got a question about that, actually. In the future, how are they going to do a Monopoly film? Is it people going to be very angry? (laughs) It's just people really depressed, losing money all the time. It's just all the most depressing stuff of, like, The Wolf of Wall Street. Just people people blowing all their money. Uh, here you go, his hundred. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, oh, you landed at my place. Ha 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 ha. Now, 
Give me. It says here that they also own Peppa Pig. Now, I don't Wait, think what? that's true. But I... can you imagine Peppa Pig and the Transformers crossing over? <laughs> you see Peppa Pig just jumping down in the puddle, and then you see Optimus Prime's foot. It's like, <laughs> Peppa Pig. That's we the teaser. <laughs> That's the teaser trailer. It's yeah, Peppa Pig splashing Pig. about in a puddle, and it's Optimus Prime's foot. Just... Peppa Pig. We need to go back to Cybertron. And then Peppa Pig's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> we get a Daddy Pig and Optimus Prime team up fight. Oi, oi, what's going on? Oh, I can't do Daddy Pigs now. No. <laughs> Apparently, they also own Scrabble and Power Rangers. Like, oh, what is happening? Power Rangers. Oh. And Nerf. Oh my god, of course. Imagine a Nerf movie. That would be in the most dramatic film, actually. The like... tagline. The tagline will be it's Nerf or nothing. Damn. Imagine they had really cool concepts for the Nerf guns. <laughs> Imagine they weren't real guns. They were just still Nerf guns. So it's just like, <laughs> it's just them fighting against real people with guns just with like these these foam darts. Like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like there was a, a pretty good YouTube channel called Corridor and they did the short on this like Nerf gun movie, but it was John Wick. So they had like oh a God. Nerf gun John Wick thing. It's pretty cool. Check it out. John Wick would definitely kill you with a Nerf gun. There's no doubt about that. The, the, like, There's no doubt. There's it, would, no doubt. it wouldn't take much. No, he wouldn't take much. Is that all for the Hasbro universe? Or? Well, I mean, there are more, but that's all that we. That's all that's worth talking about. I think. <laughs> Cycling back to Transformers. Oh, I don't Transformers. Think I, I, oh, yeah. I don't think I have anything else to say. What are you gonna give it out of ten? It's not terrible. It's not bad. Uh, I'm going to give it a six. All right. I was going to go four. Thank you, everybody, for listening. If you're listening on YouTube and you enjoyed it, you can give us a like and subscribe if you want to see more. And if you're listening on Spotify, you can follow and give us a five-star review. Next week, we are going to... Oh, that's a good question, isn't it? What are we doing next week? Next week, oh. we're doing Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part oh, yeah. 1, baby. Oh, now, that is going to be amazing. Well, I mean, oh, at least God. I hope so. That's going to be awesome. Insane. I think, didn't we see the Mission Impossible trailer before yes. Transformers? Yes, we yeah. did. Um, How cool. How uh, cool was that? Oh, my God. Um, They're definitely hiding something in that trailer. Like, it's going to be so cool. It's going to be, like, such a surprise if we could see it. But, yeah, yeah, I'm very excited. I'm very excited. Yeah, absolutely. And you can send us an email, asktimefilmpod at gmail.com. Let us know your thoughts on Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 and ask us any questions. We will answer it right here on the podcast next week. And you can follow us on Instagram, asktimefilmpod, to see our incredible thumbnails from Zayn Astal, and on Twitter for more thoughts from me. TikTok, where we post edited clips, which are also on Instagram Reels and YouTube Shorts. And you can find links to all that in the description below thanks to El Jezmeya for the excellent theme and running thoughts for the vocals as always and I think that is everything yeah that's it take what you're giving give nothing back goodbye 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 <laughs>